0: Whoa, good afternoon, good morning, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And hey, this is a GDP minute. I just had legendary Boston acting coach slash trainer up on the show, Scott Fielding. And listen, this episode was not conceptually similar to a lot of other episodes we've hosted as of late in terms of business and success focused. Scott talked about the art of acting what acting's done for him, how he's built a career in acting, and then, honestly, what it means to be a good actor and what it means to be a good listener and observe. A couple big takeaways I think a lot of people can take from this. One, near the end, he talked about some exercises he would do if you want to become more extroverted. He said, quite simply, put your phone down. Your phone is killer for your interaction, and it's killer for your for your sense of developing like an emotional intelligence he also said hey dude i've trained actors who have started terrible and have gone on to be very successful over five six years he really described acting as a like most careers and like what most people are saying about building careers it's just discipline man and I shouldn't be talking from the perspective, like, I'm wildly successful because I'm recording this in the back of a warehouse, totally alone, and there's no one in the studio recording it for me. Because I'm a hustler, doggy. And uh, also, today, we're, as we're recording this, this is the one-year mark of the podcast, and it's a slow growth, and it's a grind. And I just want to say I'm very, very grateful to have the ability to, to be able to carve an niche out for myself in Boston. I know, I'm not even trying to sound totally dramatic, I just know that it's like, it's pretty special that I was able to start this year going. and I've already been able to run 130 episodes, yeah, I work like a psycho, and I'm totally obsessed with growing and being successful, but the fact that I'm in Boston doing this is a really, 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 really special thing, because if I was to do this in any other city, I don't think I'd be able to grow as fast, so thank you, thank you everybody who's listening, who's embracing GDP, I got some crazy stuff coming up this next year, and uh, really looking forward to growing. But yep, I hope I hope you enjoy this episode, man. You know I always got more coming for you. That is a GDP minute. Whoa. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter. And before I introduce our guest to the right, I'd love to... Oh, and we got a camera on Big Fresh today, but Big Fresh, announce yourself, and then announce...
1: Yo, yo, Big Fresh, checking in.
0: The GOAT. Yes, sir.
1: Yo, what's up? This is Ben Albano.
0: Ben is here because he might want to produce for the show, so I said, hey, man, we don't normally run night episodes, but we got a special one tonight, so why don't you come on by and see if you like it. You having fun thus far?
1: Seems pretty good so
0: far. Okay, word. (laughs) We're putting on a front. Usually, like terrible (laughs) and on my right I've been totally fascinated by I've always really been fascinated by the art of acting honestly I've been I've just like I've always thought it was just the most interesting thing to be good at and I'm recently the show has been connected to a lot of entertainment figures in Boston people who write movies or write film or casting agents and we got some other crazy people coming up soon and so i i did a little research and then someone had told someone had told me come over the show like hey you gotta go look at this studio what's going on at this studio so i looked up your website we hopped on the phone and now scott fielding is here master trainer and actor how do you earn a title like that
2: Well, that's a good question. Uh, You know, I think you just stick around long enough, maybe.
0: You just, you persist?
2: Yeah, I think it's just, uh, I I don't think I would go around calling myself that quite, but.
0: uh, Oh, it's not uh, self-proclaimed?
2: Well, it's, 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 it's a given. Yeah, it's a given.
0: Just because of your longevity in your career? It's just
2: longevity, yeah, it's longevity, and it's, uh, um, you know, what I do is I train actors, and I don't. I don't teach classes so much as train actors. I do teach classes as well. My thing is about about training actors just like, uh, like a uh, coach trains athletes. So that's really my perspective where I'm coming from.
0: So you're like the Bill Belichick of acting.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I got some respect for Belichick. I don't know if I want to say that <laughs> so quick, but yeah, we do okay. Do,
0: do you want to just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do?
2: Uh, sure. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, my name is Scott Fielding, you got that. I'm, uh, I, I founded and run a studio here in Boston called the Michael Chekhov Actor Studio. And uh, people come to us who are professional actors and want to maybe get better or get better you know, jobs, work a little more, um, uh, up their game. And people come to us who are fascinated, maybe like you, with the idea uh, of maybe having learning about acting, maybe having a career, and they start with us as beginners, and um, so that's that's primarily the mission of the studio. You know, out, outside the studio, I direct once in a great while. I'm an actor. Um,
0: you direct mostly stage productions.
2: I've mostly directed stage productions over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years ago, I did a little film work. Uh, I started out college as a film major. Uh, Whereabouts? But, uh, that was in Los Angeles, and that was so long ago.
0: Dude, you're like 20. Dude, <laughs> that was so long
2: ago. <laughs>
0: that um, uh, it was pre-video.
2: What school was this? That was Occidental College. Occidental, okay. yeah, Los still Angeles. a really dope school. It is a dope school, actually. In fact, um, but uh, but at that time, to be a filmmaker was a very costly idea. Uh, and today, you know, you can, I mean, you can take this iPhone out uh, outside and uh, kind of go to town, man. Be Spielberg. Yeah, so. Um, uh,
0: it's pretty wild, isn't it?
2: It is. Technology makes a lot of things possible that were not possible years ago, and that's for sure.
0: Well, I um, think we've seen, that was one thing I definitely yeah. wanted to hit on. I'm glad we're already getting into it. Yeah. But, like, anybody can try acting now with their phone. It, is, is that at least anybody can entertain on on a phone is that like reassuring for you or is that like damn the art's getting degraded do you know what i'm saying
2: i kind of never thought not never thought too much about it you know people have always uh you gotta you gotta try you gotta get in there and say i want to do this and just like with anything and go out and give it a shot and uh before there were Phones. There were cameras, and before there were cameras, there was the stage, and before was the you know the stage, there was the there was the cave. I mean,
0: <laughs> around the fire. <laughs> that's right, exactly. So dancing for the rain.
2: Yeah. So I mean, technology. Just uh, uh, I guess the thing about the technology is it makes it more possible to get your work or yourself, if you're an actor, out there far more so than ever before. You know, to get yourself seen. That's, the access. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. You can get out there today. That, but uh, in terms of. Uh, degrading the art. No, I wouldn't go that far. I'm not that, I'm not that bitter. (laughs) So
0: why did you initially start with film or filmmaking and then transition into more stage productions? Did it just like, you had to cut a bug for it or? You know, I I mean, I don't, I don't know uh, 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 that my Biography is of
2: any particular interest to your to your audience, but uh, I
0: no, I would love to hear it. Yeah, I, screw uh, the audience. Screw man. the
2: audience. That's that's my motto. <laughs> <man>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, actually not. I respect the audience, and I and you know um, uh, Michael Chekhov said something. This is just to jump the gun, big time. Michael Chekhov, who was a who was an actor you, you probably never heard of,
0: and well, uh, teacher. I read his Wikipedia page. There you go. Um, it was, and I can I give a quick synopsis. Go ahead, go ahead. He was a student of Konstantin Stanislavski. Bingo. And I I am familiar with Konstantin Stanislavski because in a film class I think we had watched something on him. That's pretty much all I know. But I do know that Lee Strasberg was also a student of Konstantin Stanislavski. Correct? Uh, not a direct student. I'm so stupid. No, you're not. So, I, but I do know that a lot of people mix up Michael Chekhov and Lee Strasberg as two, as the same type of acting. Oh, oh you're getting into trouble
2: now. No, I don't know about that. Actually, I don't think that people know the first thing about Michael Chekhov, but okay. uh, kind of general public. Please but tell but us. he was, uh, uh, he came up as an actor. He was the most celebrated actor in, in his day. He was a Russian and came, came up to uh, the legendary Moscow Art Theater. And, uh, uh, and eventually he, he emigrated to, to Europe and finally to America. And he made a bunch of pictures in Hollywood and taught a lot of actors. And um, This was the black and white days, right? This was the black and white days. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, they were nuts. Actually, that's not really true. No, because uh, he won. He was nominated for an Academy Award. If you want to see Michael Chekhov, you can see him in Spellbound, which is an Alfred Hitchcock picture, black and white picture. But, I mean, they were making color pictures from, what, 1930-something. I don't know, 37, 30. uh, The Wizard of Oz was in color, and that was 37 or
0: nine. Can you check on when? Yeah, the Wizard of Oz came out. That'd be huge. Thanks, bro. Yeah, Gone with the Wind. That uh, was in color. So
2: it was uh no no, he was he was working uh he was working through nineteen fifty. He died in fifty five. Um had the unfortunate destiny to die on the same day as James Dean, who maybe you've heard of.
0: I don't know if of your audience heard Well everyone game. says I look like him. It's weird. You look exactly like <laughs> him, except you're tall.
2: He was he was one so tall. Um James and, uh,
0: Dean was the first, like, poster boy blockbuster actor that, like, was a heartthrob and was the face of a studio.
2: He, You know, he was he was he definitely became a heartthrob, uh, died tragically young, didn't really even come to much public attention until after his
0: death. Happens like that a lot. Huh? That was
2: crazy. It's crazy. But before Dean was, was Monty Clift and Brando, uh, so they really, Brando and Clift kind of started that new generation of male actors being emotional and Dean carried that was right behind, but very influenced by Brando. I don't know if your audience knows Marlon Brando, but well, that's, you know him. You that's got what the, I'm talking about the Godfather about on wearing a Godfather t shirt. Marlon
0: Brando you know? was the godfather. That's right. He was the I, godfather. I got that fact right. <laughs> yes you did.
2: Apocalypse now? No. Kurtz? No? Don't know Apocalypse Now?
0: I'm dude, trying. Dude. dude Apocalypse Now. Dude, I'm you twenty I'm twenty three man. Is that your favorite movie, The Godfather? Uh,
2: No, I can't say it's my favorite movie. I sure sure like the picture.
0: I feel like that's a very atypical movie to have as your favorite. Really? I think a lot of people would say it
2: is their favorite picture. Dude, it's an awesome movie. (laughs) Yeah, right?
0: How many quotable lines? You both have seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You like it? (laughs) Yeah, it's dope. You don't like it? I
1: don't know. I thought it was a little slow for me.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> millennial.
2: See, that's yeah. No. No, you're not even millennial. What do what do they call your generation? Gen Y. Gen Y? No, we're millennials. You're not millennials. No, no. Millennials like 30s. 85 to 2000 something.
0: In the 30s is like. Yeah. yeah. We're not millennials?
2: No, you're not millennials Speaking
0: dude. of the 30s, 1939 Wizard of Oz. See, that's color. what I said.
2: Yeah, nice. Well, yeah. You're a well great done. guy. Well done. You got the job. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Okay.
0: Uh, okay continue mm-hmm. sorry uh,
2: where was I something about Chekhov actually what I wanted to tell you about Chekhov uh, was he he recommended the actor uh, uh, in a way dedicates his performance each performance to someone and in a way so you're always playing for that person so every time you get on stage or every time you get in front of the camera it, it's almost like um, uh, like the performance is for that I don't know it might be your best friend it might be your acting teacher it might be your mother father it might be your you know might be the 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 guy that you from the bar i don't know but it 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 personalizes
0: the audience so you mean like before he'd perform he'd be like hey this one's for scott yeah he'd perform that's
2: it yeah exactly so you might try it on the podcast you know who's the podcast for each time you know
0: well, this one's for you, man. No, nah, nah, <laughs> thank you. Let's get
2: it done. Let's do it. We're doing it.
0: So yeah. you you were inspired by Chekhov's early work, or uh,
2: I was inspired by um, I was inspired by some an acting company that I saw when I was uh, I had been kind of traveling around. I had just graduated college and was in Europe a little bit. I came back. I was in L.A. I was already studying acting at that time with a, a kind of a guru LA teacher who's this that was a uh that was Daryl Hickman uh who has a very interesting biography all of his own and I don't talk about him much but he was very formative for me he was a childhood star if you look up Daryl Hickman he was one of these MGM star kids and by the time he was I don't know what 12 he'd made 140 pictures Something I don't, something yeah. crazy. I, I I'm probably off on that They'll number. Be really overworked. <laughs> yeah, I'm put to shame right now. Right. Yeah, but he was just great, and he 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 really inspired me. And um and then I saw a, a company, uh, one day in a little high school auditorium in Los Angeles, and uh and uh they were called the Actors Ensemble, and they. Uh, subsequently invited me to come to New York for a three-month workshop in the work of Michael Chekhov, which was what they were doing. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm coming. And I sold my car and I went across country for three months and I stayed in New York for 10, 11 years at that point and studied Michael Chekhov and studied Sandy Meisner, which I teach as well now. And uh, just uh, kind of snowballed Stumbled from there
0: yeah so you when you say you were training or you trained this technique what can you elaborate on what that means again i want to take the most rudimentary level as to understanding how to how people study acting because for the uneducated some may not know yeah i don't mean that as disrespect
2: no it's not 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 at all um I mean, I, I usually, I often liken it to to studying uh, music or to studying any kind of sports, um, to training, rather, in athletics.
0: Um, so you're, like, in, in a black box every day type thing?
1: We, we, we
2: might be. You don't need a black box to train as an actor. I mean, you, can, you can train. We can do it right here. We can so do so it, This is so kind of a black this box, This is actually <laughs> kind of a black box, isn't it? <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, it kind of depends where you start. You know, if people come and they're really starting from... Uh, from ground one, we, uh, you know, the the legendary coach John Wooden. I don't know if you know Wooden. Yeah. You know, he was uh, UCLA's coach, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's coach, and a lot of you know, coach a lot of famous guys. These guys would come to him, already successful young ball players, and they'd and they they'd they'd come to him, and he'd start out uh, coaching them by teaching them how to how to put on their socks and lace their shoes
0: pretty disrespectful
2: <laughs> well you could take that that point of view right or you could go wait a minute that's fundamental if you don't have your socks on right and you don't have your shoes laced up right you're going to have a problem on the court so uh, he'd start from there and, and it wasn't for everybody his point of view but he was probably I don't know I'm not maybe the guy to ask but I think he was probably the winningest uh, uh, I mean, collegiate coach too. in history mm-hmm. and brought up a lot of guys you know so, uh, so if you come as a as a new kind of wannabe actor, let's say, you start with basics, you start with fundamentals, um, you start with just learning how to listen and how to answer what you hear, um, kind of like what we're trying to do and uh, are doing, and um, and then step by step, you you know, there's a lot of there's technique, of course. Um, I teach uh, systematically, and I. I'm known as a very thorough
0: uh, teacher. Elaborate.
2: Uh, I mean, um You're
0: like very detail oriented or
2: detail oriented. I'm not uh I challenge people. So there are teachers that you can find that um that'll pat you on the back and say, Good job. Um probably my students will say uh they don't get a lot of that. Um oh, you're strict. I'm I'm growth oriented. Okay. Yeah. I'm growth oriented.
0: That's what the psycho coaches say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Get your uh, together. Yeah. No. Um uh You ever just thrown something at one of your students? Get out of my studio. Uh
2: no, I never did that, but I've been close. Yeah. I've been close, yeah. Once in a while, but not too often. No, it's you like like know people come that want to learn.
0: Sedium? So huh? Like a Whiplash kind of movie? Like a Whiplash, yeah. yeah. What a yeah. great movie though. Right?
2: Right? But he's a fucking animal,
0: though. That was a... He's a psycho. Yeah. Yeah, With the drumsticks. Right? Oh, my God. hell of a performance, right? There's a guy... Who do you think was better, the coach or Miles Teller? Really close, right? Really good balance.
2: Very good balance. But you got a guy there, J.K. Simmons, you know, who won an Academy Award for that, if I remember right. Is that right? I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure he did for that performance. But that guy had been around. You know how long he's been around? I mean, that guy's been a just a character actor doing his thing nobody knew his name I mean unless you were in the industry or really you saw Spider-Man yeah but I mean even before that he was what was he the Wire and uh, wasn't he the Wire
0: he was he was also in um,
2: I got that wrong it was one of those prison
0: he uh, was in Moonlight as well but that was also recent yeah but that was way long yeah Yeah, but
2: he'd been around a long time that's you know he's he's really a great um, uh, example of a working actor and most actors, you know, you don't know their names. They just work.
0: So you're saying on the phone.
2: Did I say that on the phone? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm consistent.
0: Well, well, what I'm saying is, like you, you were saying, I was like, "Who are your favorite actors, man?" And you were yeah, like, "Well, well there's a million great actors out there that you will never know that I know that are really, really, really good."
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. maybe not a million, but there's a lot. Yeah, a lot of good actors out there. It takes, you know, to get to get it kind of a, to the point where people know your name.
0: Uh, it's a different that's approach. That's rarefied.
2: That's a, that's just a rarefied level. I mean, you can't be an actor and be in it for uh, for fame. That's just that's just a fool's errand. If you happen to come by fame, great.
0: You know. So you you're training for eleven years in New York, and then probably bouncing around a lot years wise. But when do you make this Europe shift? Like when do you go to Europe and start working?
2: You know. Um, I, I I first time I worked in Europe was something like 2004. So that was already a good, um, a good decade after my New York years. Okay. Yeah, and then so in between that those that period I was in Chicago. I I had a theater in Chicago, kind of a storefront, typical storefront Chicago theater. Chicago a great town for theater great actors wonderful
0: working men what does it mean storefront theater?
2: storefront you know it's a, a storefront is a, a storefront like where you like like a retail shop space oh, on okay. the street so in chicago there's lots and lots of these storefront spaces that people have turned into theaters and i had such a theater and uh, and we did a lot of good work for, for about 5 years got really got on the map and then i was uh, uh, invited to do some work elsewhere and I did it elsewhere and then this opportunity in Europe came and I started Going to Europe and all of a sudden I found myself back and forth to Europe for a bunch of years and um, Working there getting getting a whole different perspective on on uh, theater especially and um, uh, And then I got back to, to, to LA for a little while and suddenly I found myself in Boston ten years
0: so so, you, you bounced around pretty quick. Yeah, you summed up at twenty years pretty quick, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, right,
0: right. So, so y- when you say you're working, are you a full time performer and player like over these years, or are you crafting your own productions? Are you directing a studio space? You
2: know, over, over these last, I mean, over these last ten years here in Boston, in Boston, I've been, I've been teaching most, almost exclusively. coaching Uh, in Europe uh, much more my work was in directing and teaching as well in Europe Mm -hmm. and uh, during my Chicago years I was mostly only
0: directing and uh, yeah kind of like that so how are you how are you able to network with people that you don't necessarily know is it like referral based? like hey I've been I've been operating at the studio in Chicago for the longest time, but I just got this opportunity in Europe. How does it happen to hear about your work in Chicago? You
2: know that that particularly that came because I mean, it's like anything else. You said network, you know, if you you know people, you, you get into a network and all of a sudden something comes your way and you say yes. And then your life turns in that direction. So I was doing my thing in Chicago and I uh, and I. I began to get something of a, of a of a reputation as a Michael Chekhov person, which is kind of there aren't a lot of us. Rare, yeah, and um, now much more so. But back back then, even it was uh, there, there just weren't a lot of people teaching that work. And uh, and one of my students, uh, who was an actress in Europe, uh, she uh, she invited me to come to direct a project there, and that just opened a a door, and all of a sudden I started to get a lot of opportunities and I said yes and i, I liked being there, I liked working there and um, so i nice became a Serbian yeah.
0: celebrity, yeah, well,
2: I wouldn't go that far
0: well you- want, well, I had said yeah. something. you won a like really cool award it was like performance of the year. It's okay yeah, to beat yourself up once in a while, yeah, man. I,
2: yeah, some, I, we had some success in, in, in Europe. and I worked in Serbia. I worked in Croatia. I worked in uh, Slovenia, in, uh, in Bosnia-Herzegovina. I worked in um, Macedonia. Um, you guys ever been to these countries? You know these places? No, uh, me neither. Not that
1: part
0: of Europe. Never left yeah. Boston, man. Really? Is that true? I've left, but I've never been to Europe.
2: You've been out of state?
0: I have. Not in a long time, though. Yeah,
2: well, like you said, you're twenty, what, three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like to work hard, man. Yeah, yeah working hard is good. Working hard's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. But I mean, so always having some perspective. So you know, at some point, I I tell I tell my students get out there, man, see the world, talk to people, talk to people, get off that phone. Dude, I cannot tell you how often I say that to people. What is get you? off the phone, especially for an actor? You got to get off the phone. You see, you you leave class, you get on a train, and everybody. You know, you see everybody's got their face on the phone, right? An actor has to be out with the world, with their eyes, with their ears, especially. Um, an actor has to be an observer, and if you're all you're observing is the screen,
0: uh, yeah, it's 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 not what you want to do. Can you elaborate? It's a good segue. Yeah. Can you elaborate on what the the Chekhov technique is, or is it the Meisner technique, and like? what does it mean? What I read was like, I forget what the quote was. It was like becoming, understanding yourself to the highest level. Or is that totally brain dead? Mm, a little brain dead. It's totally brain dead. Yeah, okay. a little
2: brain dead, but, uh, but I like it. <laughs> okay. I like it. Can I steal it? I Please. Be plastered it? on the wall. You <laughs> sound good. What? Understanding yourself to the highest level. Um, you know, uh, So if, if you, to tell you what we do, I mean, what we do is we, we've got basically, we've got, um, we've got a a training program based on a technique called the Meisner technique. That was developed by a guy named Sandy Meisner. And, um, he, he was a, he was a, a peer of Lee Strasberg, who you mentioned before. I don't know if people know who that guy was, but he was a big celebrity teacher in the Fifties and sixties and seventies and into the eighties and I'm not sure when Strasberg left, but well, I
1: think people
0: are familiar with his school in New York. Cause a lot of famous actors have come out of there,
2: yeah, or or have have some connection there. That was kind of that was Mecca for the for the for the actor at the time, but um, but Meisner was a peer of his, and I could I could bore you with the long history there, but I'm not going to do that. But they 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 came up at the same time, uh, were influential on on each other. Um, and then, of course, went their own ways. And Sandy taught people like uh, Robert Duvall. You know who Duvall is? Mm-hmm. Great, great actor, one of my
0: heroes. He was in The
2: Godfather. He was also in The Godfather,
0: although I don't usually think of him for The Godfather. He was also Godfather. in Kicking and Screaming. Who, what was Kicking and Screaming? With Will Farrell about the two dads who want to make like the, the most fierce, and harsh youth soccer team.
1: Was he the other coach or the dad? He was the dad who was Uh, the other coach. Oh,
0: right, okay. Really? And then Will Ferrell recruits Mike Ditka to be on his team. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty similar movies, The Godfather and Kingman. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's some crossover between the two. I can't
2: say. I, I know that picture. I miss that. I miss that one.
0: It definitely would not be labeled as...
2: One of his great roles, right? Not well, just a, it wouldn't iconic.
0: be labeled as like a Godfather esque picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess not <laughs> kicking and
2: screaming. Um, uh, but Duval's, and he's still working, man. He's still he's still working. Um, so, anyway, Sandy taught a whole lot, whole lot of major actors that uh, that your audience and you you wouldn't know, but Academy Award winners and really important actors. And and uh, and today, I mean. It, Meisner as a technique has really very much surpassed Strasbourg's what's known as the method uh, as, a, as a much more um, uh, attractive way for actors to, to, to work and to approach their craft. Um, uh, I'm thinking of Sam Rockwell who won an Academy Award last year. He, he came up as a Meisner actor in the same studio that I graduated from in the... In the early '90s,
0: I know Amy Schumer's
2: Schumer. Schumer, yeah, that's it, right? Um, and uh, uh, wh- what can I tell you, miser I mean, Me- so Meisner is is a is a uh, Meisner starts with a very simple exercise for actors. Um, maybe that's interesting for your people to to hear about. It's a it's um, it's kind of a game. It's based on the principle of repetition, and. And uh, so I might I might say to you I don't know you're wearing a you a, a gray shirt, and then your job is to repeat what you hear.
0: You're wearing a gray shirt. 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 You better watch that mouth. You're wearing a gray you shirt. You see, so he's already
2: an actor. So he's being he's being uh, he's being funny here. That's good. Uh, but that's that's the first that's the seed of an of a of a of a, of a whole two year training. Sometimes people hear something about miser and they think that's the whole story and it's only the first little step. That kind of an exercise. And um, and it's very systematic, and it builds kind of brick by brick, and it's kind of um, week by week. It's like we're putting more weight on the bar. Uh, The challenge is always going up. You're always – you just always have to – it's like uh, it's either more volume or more load every single week.
0: So just like for the first two weeks of your training, you would go back and forth like that? For the first –
2: Kind of four weeks of the training. That's what we do. A lot of that. But it's built up very systematically, not quite so 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 freely as we just quick did it. Um and then uh and then we start to bring in uh imagination and we work with imagination and we work with the idea of action and and doing and uh physical
0: what are we doing physically? Um uh, and what is this giving the actor?
2: What is it giving the actor? Well, you know what is if we if we think about contemporary acting, Connor, what's what, what do you consider a good a good actor when you go to the movies? What do you like to see?
0: Well, it depends because I think movies are based on preference. Some people really like film and like really good story, but some people just want to be entertained. True,
2: but what's a are you are you entertained by bad actors? I mean, sometimes we are. Yeah, for sure. But but we would call them a the bad actors who happen to entertain us, right? Mm-hmm. What does a good actor do? It, Makes you believe. Makes it, that's number one. Bingo. Number one. If you don't believe the guy in the part, he, he doesn't rank as a good actor. True? Yeah, for sure. Right? Would you guys agree? Yeah. So, um, uh, and that starts with uh, the, the ability to, to, uh, to make somebody else believe that you are so-and-so, some character, starts with uh, with concentration of attention. So we're, we work from square to one with just what does it mean to, to practically speaking to concentrate. And we realize that attention is a muscle and so we're training this muscle of attention. And it's, it's a muscle just like the bicep or a, 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 you know, a deltoid is a muscle but it's an inner muscle. And so for the actor there's a whole anatomy of inner muscles that training Addresses, like I said, systematically, step by step, and by adding, by upping the challenge, you know, incrementally, the muscle grows, just like in lifting, bodybuilding, right? So that's what we do. Um, We're we're working to develop these inner muscles that are the actor's, you know, uh, bread and butter. So attention, imagination, um, spontaneous action, little improv. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The ability to just get to get out of your way. So the actor has to learn how to put their attention off of themselves and onto the other person. Because when you're worried about yourself or your performance or what you're doing, um, uh, you, you're in a, you have a problem. You, know, you can't do. You can't work very well if you're concerned with how you look. My attention, if I'm working with you, is on you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, but these are, these are, these are muscles that have to be trained for, for most of us.
0: So, let's say someone's got wild ADHD. Are they probably not cut out for success in acting? Do you think it's a, a, a craft of extreme focus? Uh, it is to be sure. Yeah, it is. I don't know if you can
2: control your ADHD for periods of time, uh, then maybe.
0: Well, in your experience with students you've worked with, most of them have been very sedated people. Oh, definitely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not the craziest people no. there are.
2: <laughs> no, sedated isn't good. An actor needs temperament, you know. I, I mean, an actor really needs temperament. Temperament means means um, fire. A little mania. Yeah, not necessarily mania, but I can, I, can no, no, mania. Well. I can deal with mania. I can deal. I can deal with mania, you know. And, it, mania and can act, be channeled. It, it can. It definitely can
0: 125 episodes later, of the podcast. Are you, <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying,
2: <laughs> right, right. Uh, the, the, you know, I, I mean, one you know, this, this kind of, this kind of, this thing. You can't see my leg, but you know this bouncing leg syndrome.
0: I've been doing it the whole episode. You no, you haven't. Seen it. Oh no, I would see it. Can You see my toes curling right now. I can't see your toes <laughs> no, curling, yeah. but I know your leg's not shaking. Uh, I feel like it is. It might feel like <laughs> it
2: is, but that's different. It's not. It's not. And. Um, uh, uh, people are not sedate. The whole—I mean, the whole—the whole culture is the opposite of, I mean, maybe in a way we're sedated. We're kind of numb. There's a lot of numbness. I think I
0: used the wrong word. I mean, they—they've they've just had the ability to to channel a deeper focus. Your most successful students.
2: You have to build a focus. There's no two ways about it. And we're, so we're tra- We're we're talking about and we're training what you said call focus. I would call it attention. Or concentration of attention from day one, for day one. I mean, just think about it. if you're if you're going to work on a stage, you've got to go out in front of a public that, I mean, there are small stages and big stages, but a big stage can be several hundred or more people out there, um, and you're under the lights, and you're and you've got all these eyes on you, and you've got to be able to carry yourself believably. Uh, through the act of, of imagination, in and live in another world. Um, if you're on a movie set or film set, uh, you've got a crew looking at you. You've got lights. You've got uh, uh, you've got potentially a lot of money on the line. And uh, if you don't have the ability to focus, you you, you know you'll certainly never work uh, much or again. Uh, you, you have to remember what to say, you have to know where to go, you have to you have to be able to, in a way, lose yourself in the work, in a, in a creative way. So focus is absolutely key, absolutely imperative.
0: I think when people say, when you say you lose yourself in the work, yeah. a lot of people associate that with uh, a method acting, or like the rudimentary understanding of a method actor. Because I think when you guys have heard of method actors, are you familiar with Heath Ledger, I'm sure? a lot of people think oh my god these method actors literally they forget who they are and they change entirely yeah is that also applicable from the method losing yourself as to the checkoff technique
2: you know here's what i'd say about that first of all they've been debating what is the 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 quote the method or is method acting they've been debating that since the since the 50s and earlier so it's a all, all good acting is method acting today. Where, whatever, wherever you're coming from, uh, in terms of your training, it's all, it's all method acting because um, uh, every actor has a method. So uh, um, to lose yourself in the part, that's just like, I mean, I don't know if you, do you play ball, you're athletic, you look like an athletic guy, do you No, I just starve myself. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. No sports. Celery um, stick a week, but really, no way, not <laughs> true. A little, a little teaspoon of water. <laughs> <laughs> a true vegan, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, uh, but you know, this—it's a flow experience. Maybe when you're doing it, when the when the cast is going really well, I suppose you've had some that go really well, and it just flows. Um, time goes by. All of a sudden, an hour is gone. You're like, where did that go? Where you know, I don't know where I was, but that was a great effing. Um, interview you know that's a that's a flow state right mm-hmm. um, that's all I mean by lose yourself uh, any creative any any genuinely creative work is, is, is uh, 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 implies kind of entering into this flow state so and, and that just has to do with getting your attention off of yourself dropping back to your focus. inhibitions yeah but you know when your attention is off yourself your inhibitions are dropped Think about it, right? We're only, why don't we inhibit it? We're inhibited when we think somebody's watching. You're not in the shower soaping yourself up inhibited about how you, you know, scrub yourself,
0: right? Unless you have creepy neighbors. That's
2: right, unless you have creepy neighbors who you're wondering, you know, or maybe somebody's looking at you. It's then like, you're inhibited. Yeah, it's like,
0: Mr. Smith, why are you peeking through exactly, the window? Exactly, Right. Get out of here, dog. I right. told you to leave yesterday. There you go. You've been here all night. What's your deal, <laughs> man? <laughs> you throw that bastard exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> no, let's call the police. Right. right Jeez, right. Mr. Smith. Right,
2: right, right, right. But You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So inhibitions are just about about, about uh, a kind of fear of judgment. You're not inhibited when you're by yourself in your shorts in your room surfing the internet or watching the tube or whatever you're doing. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But somebody walks in the room, all of a sudden you get self-conscious.
0: Maybe. So have you always been um, more introspective than other people you've been around in understanding human behavior? Like, have you always kind of just had a sense where, like, okay, I, I feel like I'm kind of emotionally intelligent?
2: Well, well I, I don't, I don't, I've never thought of myself as emotionally intelligent.
0: you got kind of to start giving yourself some compliments, man. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm a, I, uh, like, I've never I, been book smart. I yeah. haven't. But I've always understand kind of why people behave the way they behave.
2: You know, I've always been a people watcher and uh and I've always been um, kind of quiet in a crowd typically speaking so I'm always you know i'm I'm more comfortable to kind of hug the wall you're and a little watch more everybody else yeah I'm a little more introverted um, socially speaking and uh, and that served me because like we said earlier I mean an actor has to has to take in the world so yeah um, uh yeah i mean that's my that's my story i've always been more of a of a more of a watcher maybe and a listener see
0: that's so a that's very like a very interesting dichotomy to me because you i've have never seen your performances but to be a good actor you obviously have to perform well yeah but it does it come naturally to your performance or do you feel like you're overexerting yourself when you perform i mean if you're performing
2: well you're you, you feel Going back to this, this, this uh, losing yourself or flow state, you don't feel that you're overexerting yourself. I, have w- always, uh, I was always, um, I s- let's say suffered from, from this uh, inhibition of being judged. So maybe that's why I naturally moved more and more into directing and then teaching because as an actor, you, you, you have to, they have to be a little bit fearless, and I can be a little bit, f- and more than a little bit fearless. But I'm always—I uh, was always someone who just, uh, um, you know, an actor wants to an actor wants to please, which which is okay, but it's also a problem. I can't I can't create as long as I'm um, as long as I'm about pleasing. My job is, as an actor is to create. Uh, if it happens to please you, what I'm creating, great—that's the right attitude you understand Um, again just like a ball player I mean if you're playing ball your attitude is to the winning attitude is to play ball not think about how you need to be good to please somebody else while you're playing ball
0: I get what you're saying but where does like having a successful mind mindset in that like layer itself you know what I'm saying cuz like I I genuinely enjoy running the podcast. I'm very success oriented. We talked about this on the phone like I really want to be successful. Right. But it's when I'm operating I'm thinking of like what are the best things I can do to be successful today. Does this make sense? It does. Um an actor, but are you th- thinking
2: about those in the moment that you're of
0: the doing I mean that's kind of what
2: you're 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 intending for your day and that's what you're planning for your day but when you're actually you're not sitting here right now trying to be successful you're actually just um, just just exercising mm-hmm. the plan exactly and the ambition in a way right yeah if you were sitting here trying to be okay, yeah. successful at this interview, I, I suppose... You'd be like, dude, are you a freak? I might
0: be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest thing I've ever right? been in. What's this random I'm, warehouse I'm, we're in? That's
2: right. That's right. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, have, do you feel like you've achieved all your goals on an acting level or do you have a, a lot you guys still got to do? I don't
2: do? I don't have acting goals cuz that's really not my that's not really where I'm focused at all. Coaching goals though. Yeah, I'm you know my, my goals are I, I'm, I'm really almost in this sense I'm a simple guy. I'm interested in uh, I like working with actors. And I like working with um, actors specifically to make them better actors. Um, if they're already Established actors, professional actors, working actors—I enjoy that a lot. If they're brand new, coming up actors, um, I also enjoy that a lot. I like to see—I like to see people get better under my um, mentorship. Yeah. I don't know, you know, under my coaching. I like to see people. I get—I I get off on that actually, you know. That's why most of what we do through the studio um, is set up as as uh, training programs. You know, we do some some kind of short-term stuff during the course of the season, six or eight-week kind of classes. But mostly what I do are, are, are these one-year uh, programs. And, I, and I've got people that have been with me for, you know, six, seven, eight. I've got a, people that, that have been with me since I got here, which is ten years. And I, I, for me, there's, such a, a, there's just a true, genuine satisfaction in watching people grow over time. People need time to grow you know, again, if you're gonna get good at playing the piano and, and you never played the piano, gotta uh, practice. You got and you and you need time. If you're gonna get good as a ball player and you never played ball, you need time. And uh, and it's just the same with acting. And I think, I mean, you know, that's really where a lot of people, I think, get into trouble or they have some illusion about acting that they can, you know, acting. It seems like any, any anybody can just do it because, well, you're just using your your, your body, your personality, and whatever, but it's a, it's a it's mostly a kind of an illusion. Um, actors, good good actors, have put in a lot of time to become good actors. Under
0: it, you know most cases, you yeah. know. Questions, questions from the, the gallery. Listen, Big Fresh has got haymakers for questions. Really, give me a haymaker! I don't Throw mean to put the
2: me. pressure put on you, baby. I'm on. just starting to get
0: loose. Big Fresh,
1: come on now, it's um, about the time. I guess so. Like as a coach um, or a teacher, yeah. What percentage of your students are coming to you just being like, "Hey, I just want to learn to be an actor," and then what other percentages um, come into you with like a specific role in mind or maybe they've already been cast something they want to kind of perfect that sharpen role, their skills
2: yes. yeah I mean m- most of the people that that come to the studio are people who want to learn uh, to act or want to just want to get better hmm. you know um uh, you're and that's distinct from what you're I think asking me which is just about coaching so coaching is like um, I don't know you got cast as as Hamlet or you got cast in some some picture some movie and uh, and you want some help developing the the role you know preparing the part that's coaching so okay. we, we'll work one on one for that um that's not a that's not a classroom kind of a, or a studio kind of a thing um, so I'll do that with people on a one-on-one basis but in terms of the the main uh, training function of the studio now people are in an environment where there's I don't know anywhere from 8 to 16 actors um, at various levels and um, and we're in a training mindset
0: all, are they all just screaming at each other are they what are they just screaming at each other uh, like you got a gray shirt on. <laughs> so, no, you got a gray shirt well, on. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Why don't you come down and I would take a love look to. one night. I don't. We don't take observers in, but maybe we'll make an exception. Let you come down one night.
0: Well, the way you say look. "studio," it seems like this is like mystical place. Like really, crazy stuffs going on. Really. Uh,
2: yeah, it's not mystical. It's not crazy, but it's. Uh it, 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 it gets a little excitable sometimes. Yeah, yeah, people are screaming <laughs> at each other sometimes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. At
0: what point did you? Oh, you have a question, Ben? Yeah, sure, I got one. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so what would you say the biggest misconception would be uh, as, as an actor or, or learning to, to act well? Um, people who come to you, obviously, you have a lot of people coming through there, I would assume. Um, what, what would be the biggest misconception just in acting in general you know
2: I, I, I guess I was trying to say it before I don't know if I finished it or not is that um, is that any, anybody can do it in a in a in a couple of weeks or a couple of months and for me that's a that's yeah that's the biggest misconception that, that and, and it's it just that, that whole attitude just fails to to pay sounds I don't know Strange to say it like that, but it, it just fails to respect actually the craft and the art of acting. You know, um, I believe everybody has talent. I believe everybody can can develop that talent to what degree I don't know, but everybody's got got talent. Everybody can learn, but but you don't become an actor in a in a in a four week class somewhere. And um, and there you know, kind of Boston is. Uh, there's a lot of that that goes on here. There's a lot of Folks that just wanna come in and do a four week or a six week class and, and go out and, and act and power to them, you know. I wish everybody well. But uh I think it's a misconception to think that you don't have to work damn hard over time to to get good at it. But like anything, you know? Like anything. Are you doing a better job casting today than you were a year and a half ago? How we much start, it's it's a rhetorical question really, because I know you are.
0: Well, we started one year ago today. Okay.
2: Today. today, happy anniversary.
0: Thank you. Congratulations. Well, I had a co-host. Thanks for bringing it up, man. What's Go your ahead. deal, dude? Talk about it, man. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, of course. It's your repetition, yeah. like anything. I, right. I think one but, thing I'm learning is, and it kind of sounds like it's totally applicable to acting, too, is just like, you got to be crazy disciplined, man.
2: That's dude, I mean, that's the key right there. You just said it. See, and that's why when we talked on the phone, I said, I I, I believe you will be the successful guy that you want to be, because you've got we, that... You've got that discipline, and that's, I gave a, you know, I gave a, probably a 20 minute lecture the other night on my new, my new uh, Meisner uh, class, which is, everybody signed on for a year, so to speak, now. So we're gonna work together for a year. And it was our third class, and I said, okay, here's what we're, we need to talk about. We need to talk about the C word. Ooh. It's not that C word. Okay. Uh, <laughs> commitment. Commitment. And, and discipline. Like I don't usually use the that, the D word D- because it sounds somehow that sounds like a that's a hard word for people. So discipline. I don't want to scare people with that word. But so I talk about commitment, but it's the same thing. It's just two sides of the same coin. And and you've got the discipline. And it's just like I mean I saw you just just how you got me onto this, onto the onto the cast here, and you were uh, super professional and super disciplined. You 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 texted me. Uh, you know, on time in three, four days, everything just by kind of. Thank you. Kind of, kind of, just really, right, really, the right attitude. And that discipline, man, you know, that discipline will serve you no matter what you're going to do. That's the key to success, isn't it? I mean.
0: What is your definition of discipline? Because it varies person it? to person, for sure. Yeah. I, what I think it is is like you do the stuff that sucks. Like you do <laughs> what sucks when you really don't want to do it. Because then when you do want to do it, it's way easier in its most simple form.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, I guess that's where the, the rubber meets the road on discipline. I mean, discipline, uh, if it was easy, it wouldn't really take any discipline. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, you know, I think discipline is, 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 a, is about having a commitment and standing by commitment to walk the the path that's going to take you where you want to get, and doing what you have to do on a daily basis, sometimes on a minute to my minute basis, depending on what that you know what that ambition is. Uh, uh, doing doing what you have to do, come rain or shine,
0: unconditionally.
2: Unconditionally, yeah. It means it means standing by your word, you know. I mean, but you give your word to yourself, right? I mean, if you, it's always, you know, just, just to talk again about the acting, it's, it's always a bit of astonishing to me. People will come sometimes, and uh, sometimes, and they'll sign on, and they'll, you know, expend uh, some energy to get there, and they'll pay some money to be there, and then you see, but they're not actually they're not actually holding up their end. You know, show just coming to through the door and paying the money. That's that's the easy part, actually. The hard part is finding the discipline to come prepared. To do your call it homework or whatever or whatever. You know, the the discipline is. Uh, you know, the discipline is getting into the gym when you got a cold or when you're when you when you when you pull a muscle and you, uh, when you.
0: No, you ran out of celery out sticks. When you ran
2: out of celery sticks. Celery juice?
0: No, not the juice. No, not Too the much juice. sugar is just the right. stick. <laughs>
2: right. So, no, anyway, I think it's a. that's a key. You, you you hit the key word right there, discipline, man. No discipline, no success. Pretty simple.
0: Okay, quick segue. Yeah. So, Sammy Spielberg. Sammy Actually, Spielberg? Will, will you edit this or Sammy Spielberg? Who's Sammy Spielberg? We'll set it to Sammy. Steven? And we'll give you Reebok tomorrow. Yeah we have an editor we have a another editor who's a young aspiring editor he's a great kid and so sometimes we ship footage to him and so listen we'll probably cut this up as a clip so you've kind of already hit on it but for success in acting i mean you're exercising it like it's a sport. You Do should. you need a base level talent or is it something that you can, if you put in the hours, you can become good at over time?
2: I cannot tell you the numbers of people. Uh, well, thats I don't want to exaggerate. I, I probably could tell you the numbers of people if I could remember back to everyone. But um, it's always a wonderful, shocking surprise when people who started out sometime in the past – with no evident talent whatsoever. And of course, I don't tell them that because you don't want to hear that. But of course, there are people that you go, you know, there's just, this, no, evident. There's just no evident talent. But you know what? If they bring the discipline and the commitment backed up by the ambition to get better, and they do that for a couple or three, four, five, sometimes years, all of a sudden one day it's like, holy crap. Where did you come from? And it's a beautiful thing to see, and I have seen it repeatedly, repeatedly. So what I'm saying by that is uh, we've all got talent. Some people their talent is really obvious, and other people their talent is very latent. It's it's hidden. Um, The thing is what are you going to do to develop it? You know, there's plenty of talented actors out there who never make it because they're they don't have the discipline to they're develop lazy. the talent, and they're lazy. You know, I mean, Michael Jordan would would say he was definitely not the most talented guy, right? He was, you know, what, what did he play in, in high school? I yeah. mean, he was like
0: how many times have you guys heard that analogy? But Michael Jordan did not make the JV team. But come on, but it's a good analogy, right? I mean, he had talent,
2: but he didn't have. But but it's a it's always. Daryl Hickman, who I mentioned before, my teacher, used to talk about Fred Astaire. You don't know who Fred Astaire was, but he was a huge star of his day, great dancer, great um, singer-dancer, actor, huge, huge star of, of the 30s. And Daryl had worked with, with Fred Astaire. He's a legend. You can look him up one day. Uh, um, he, and Daryl would say, Astaire was always the first guy on set and always the last guy to go home. Because he was there practicing those routines. And it's just the mark of, of every champion that you can ever come across. The obsession. It's the obsession, and it's putting in the time. It's not about the talent. The talent takes care of itself. You know what I mean? It just takes care of itself. How much time and dedication are you putting into developing to the talent? That's, that's always the case, man.
0: Well, have you noticed... Uh it's been harder to work with younger actors now because people's retentions are so much shorter, especially because when people see quote-unquote acting on their phone, like someone making Instagram comedy or something like that, yeah. it seems a lot more instantaneous than the more pure form.
2: Yeah. Have I seen it? I mean, you know, what's, what's undeniable is that, is that the, the, the typical attention span of human beings in 2019 is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Right? Everything around us conspires to take our attention, and we're passive. We're passive receivers of tons of information all day long, images, images, images coming at us. And the actor has to cultivate the ability to get active, first of all, with their inner life and with their imagination, and, and has to cultivate this muscle of attention that we talked about earlier, which means... Which means Turning off the devices, turning out to the world, checking out what's going on, feeling what's going on, you know, uh, and that's, uh, it, it, yeah, it is harder today. It is harder today, I would say, but it's that's always it's always the thing because those are those are again those are muscles, and uh, we're not born with those muscles. You know, we're born with with flabby muscles. You know, babies don't 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 have strong muscles, and you get out and you. It's
0: because they got to be strict you know. about their diet. Yeah, well, every, babies, but every right.
2: time you lift that bottle up, you, you you know the bicep grows a little bit, right?
0: But I mean, like it's like baby, why are you not on the celery stick diet? <laughs> you know yeah, it's saying?
2: mama's fault. Mama's momma's giving the baby. Because mom
0: doesn't have the discipline. Either. What's her deal? <laughs> so, uh, couple quick questions. Yeah. One, at what point did you realize? you had to be entrepreneurial as an actor. Like, you had to understand business because you've been running your own studio now for, what, eight years?
2: Well, this is our 10th year
0: Congrats, here. that's dope.
2: And, uh, and as I said, I had a theater in Chicago for half a dozen years. Uh, uh, at what point do you realize you have to be entrepreneurial? I mean, w- when you say
0: entrepreneurial, you mean exactly what? I mean one half hustle. Yeah. The ability to... Keep going, persist. Yeah. Two understand the business business logistics because you run your own business. You do. Well, well you are. I do.
2: An actor is always his or her own business. So you can't be a successful actor and not have the attitude that I'm running my own business. So that, that just goes with the territory. It doesn't matter if you have a manager or an agent, you're still running your own business. Um, uh, if you're an independent director, you're running your own business. Um, uh, you know and for, I mean for me that was I mean that was always I, I was always an independent I mean I worked for people in my life I had jobs and most of which I either quit or was fired from um,
0: what, what was the worst firing you had
2: I, I just told the story two days ago to somebody and I hadn't told in a long time um, but it, it involves um, getting uh, viciously drunk at work and um being uh, ca- and calling in sick the next day. And the owner saying to me, you come down here or you don't have a job. And so I trudged about a, through a mile and a half of snow uh, in, the, in, the, in upstate New York where I was living, uh, sick as a dog. And I walked through the door and I said, well, I'm here. And he said, great, you're fired
0: and so you said that dude that was my worst and then you puked firing. all over his bar room right
2: <laughs> suck that was that was the night before there was nothing left <laughs> <laughs> jeez that was my worst that was a very personal story I just told you um,
0: uh, I've been fired before too man. yeah
2: congratulations I think everyone should have multiple firing experiences in their life because it, it's, <laughs> it's, it it builds character yeah
0: I, su- I support uh, you, it you guys ever been uh, fired uh, uh, I caught uh, a bad one once yeah what happened to you? Um, well, he didn't fire me directly after this, but me and my friends were... We were doing landscaping for a health club. And, and I like, I won't name the health club. But we were literally just like... They, they tasked us with cleaning up this camp that the health club was attached to. And it was the beginning of the summer. So they were like, okay, go clean up all the pine needles and all the leaves. So we had leaf blowers, right? And... We were just messing around. The campsite was clean. I thought it'd be hilarious to stick my leaf blower (laughs) down my friend's pants, and so the boss came and witnessed this happen. And he goes, "What are you doing, man?" And we're like, "Oh shit!" So
2: he fired you for that.
0: Well, two days later, he was like, "For putting the
2: the the blower down your friend's pants."
0: Yes. I I think I would have fired yeah, myself too. <laughs> like really? what type of lunatics and creeps do I have working for me?
2: Oh man, that's that's a harsh story, man. How old are we?
0: 19. Oh, come on. What's going on at the actor's studio, man? This type of behavior's not <laughs> happening right. Oh
2: uh, no, I don't I don't support that firing at all. Yeah,
0: no, I feel like if, No, that's if you got if you have a leaf blower, like somebody's got
1: to do it. You know, that's like, it oh. that just comes with the job. It's inevitable. Yeah, totally.
0: I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, at the time I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Come okay. On. Wait, so you wouldn't do it again? No shot. Really? That's, that's. Terrible. I got fired, man. I was broke. Let's
2: go wear it like a badge, man. That's good.
0: You should, you should get your patch right there.
2: Dude, I'd be, my, you wouldn't be able to see the code. I'd have so many patches. You, you look like you're part of a biker game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like you could you could fit in a biker game pretty well. Really? Have you ever played like a, a biker part?
2: Uh, I uh, I played a couple of tough guys. Let's say, yeah, I'm too small to be a biker. Bikers are big. You know.
0: Action scene like fights?
2: Uh, on stage, not not, yeah, on stage.
0: Any if you are catching any really bad injuries, acting.
2: You know, I, I don't want to make it like I've done. Uh, you know, again, as an actor, uh, I have pretty limited. Pretty limited uh, resume as an actor because I really moved very quickly into into directing. That was really what I was doing for a long time, and then into teaching for a long time now. So um, uh, I got plenty of experience, but that's not that's not where I've been. What I've been about for the last you know twenty some years
0: now, you're, basically, you're the Belichick,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that.
0: So, okay. I'm
2: still thinking about the lawnmower. That's uh, the lawn blower. That's uh mm. that's
0: I feel like story. that's a pretty justified reason to fire someone. Really? Where are you from, man?
1: How is that a justified I reason? I feel like, you know, in like a normal senior, that wouldn't be like very justified. But I feel like if you're working around kids all day, that's then a good point. that might- Well,
0: I will be honest. We were prepping the camp. So the kids had not ushered into no the area. no kids there.
1: Yeah. Okay, then-
0: Dude, it was two dudes in the middle of the woods who should have been cleaning up a campsite, and I stuck a leaf blower down my friend's pants to give him a, a virtual BJ. Where's was the like, harm, Dude, man. what are you doing? Dude. It was just, like, ridiculous.
2: Dude, if, if, if I had a lawn blower right now with me, I'd stick it down your pants, okay? And I would probably
0: say, dude, this episode is <laughs> over, man. We've got to get out of this warehouse. <laughs>
2: We've been here too long. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, a uh, couple... Final questions yeah, yeah. for you. That really
2: concerns me. What did you, you, you this general, what we back to this generation thing. So
0: you and your friends always used to just do the leaf blower in the pants.
2: I'm serious today. I would, I, I mean, what is the problem with, I, I just, I don't get That is such a, like, like that you, why, so hard. how can you think that you were in the wrong to have done that? I'm really kind of blown well, away that you can the, actually think that the, that the dude was right in firing you.
0: I feel like it was justified.
2: Because, because why? Because
0: he wasn't paying me to give my friend a blowski with the. But I mean, it's not floor. like you
2: spent the whole morning with the, with the thing in your friend's pants, right? Well,
0: well I gave a quick synopsis of the story. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, maybe you left we were, out the important What if part? we were out there for hours? <laughs> That's a different <laughs> story. Okay. <All> right. <laughs> The came so clean.
2: Yeah, then this episode is definitely over. I just want to say that. <laughs>
0: um, so so real quick question, tying this whole thing to Go Boston. Go ahead. There's been a, a big bump in um, – we had a – the Patriots Day writer, Dave Wedgeup, he wrote page, he wrote Boston Strong, which was adapts to Patriots Day, which right, was that big right, Mark right. Wahlberg movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I think Boston will turn into like a solid Series B entertainment city. It will never be New York or LA. It doesn't have the infrastructure. So, do you have you noticed with your clients they've been getting more work in Boston-centric projects as opposed to when you started?
2: Well, I mean, bo- I mean, what did he call it? Class
0: B, like a Series B. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's that's that is. I mean, you know. That, I mean, no, Boston is absolutely not New York or, or L.A. But there's plenty of work here, you know. And people uh, people do do work here and uh, do work here and 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 uh, elsewhere based out of out of here. Um, so he's uh, when he says he thinks that Boston will become that. I mean, Boston is that. There's no and there's been a basically, just in the 10 years I've been here, there's been a growth trend. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't, uh, the only thing i I guess I'd take issue with there is, is the way he's talking about it will become, and I'm, I would say it, it is, you know, it is very much. But,
0: so, but your clients now get work more frequently than they did back when you had started the studio. within the city
2: uh, I th- I think there's more w- I think there's more f- work being done here I mean there's 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 I don't know half dozen to a dozen I'm gonna guess features that are maybe not a dozen probably a half dozen or plus feature films shot here every year or big They're,
0: budget feature films yeah yeah
2: big yeah and there and there are uh, there are series that are uh, that are shot here and uh and there's lots of independent stuff going on here. You know, there's a huge independent uh, uh, circuit uh, of filmmakers and young, young, you know, young filmmakers looking to get on the map here. Um, there's all these uh, universities that are that have got film programs here. I mean, it's you know, if you're if you ask me, I'd say Boston's a pretty good place for a young actor to to be learning. The craft of acting, or the craft of filmmaking, if you're you know a filmmaker, um, yeah, there's there's far worse places than Boston to be. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: so, can you build a career as an actor exclusively in Boston?
2: Well, can you build a career? It all depends, I guess, how how you define career. I mean. Uh, You know if you I think if you're really an ambitious actor and I, I mean I'll, I'll speak very fr- frankly I mean my uh, my most ambitious and most uh, uh, successful actors over these ten years with very few exceptions have all left for New York and Los Angeles and year by year that is always the case um, but but they've already by the time they leave the smart ones they've already really Learn something craft-wise here. Learn something, i mean, really learn something. I spent several years working at it, and uh, they've already established a resume of credits. Um,
0: they develop on their stage, base here.
2: on on film, yeah. And they uh, often they leave here with already with an agent in hand, at least a local agent. Um, so, uh, yeah, can you be exclusively a Boston actor and have a career? Yeah, I think the answer is yes. Can you make a full, you know, uh, uh, can you s- support a family as an actor working purely in Boston? Uh, I don't know. That I don't know about. That might be a that might be not an easy, not an easy thing.
0: Any final questions? Good. Hey.
2: Did we say anything that anyone's going to want to hear?
0: I think I've learned a ton really abu if he's sounding like this it means like damn it's really (laughs) taking in what you said yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) so
2: abu was listening good i got you listening he was paying he's
1: is there an actor in you huh maybe i don't know that's one thing i was um kind of wondering is me personally i have like a very bad time like doing public speaking and like being in front of people but i've always been interested in like filmmaking and acting so yeah I guess I do have a question in a sense it's like what do you what advice do you have for someone who's trying to quote unquote break out of their shell and kind of transform into that yeah. kind of a person I guess
2: Yeah, I mean, I got it i, I got I, I felt you and I, and I saw you you're, the quality of your listening through, throughout was really was really solid, really in, intense through the you know through the whole the whole of the talk here um, uh, i would I would listen to this guy who already knows the secret. Which is that D word, together with my C word, discipline, yeah, commitment, yeah. Um, You know, you got to know what you want, man. Mm -hmm. You you got to know what you want. You don't have to know what you want necessarily for a whole lifetime, but you got to say, no, I want to. I just I want to up this skill, or I want to. I know that I want to break out of my shell, as you put it. You don't have such a shell, I can tell you. But um, uh, and then you got to, and then you got to, you got to commit yourself to some uh so to, to making some real effort yeah. you find yourself the best people to work with that's always a smart thing to do that can help you to get what you want whatever it is that you want right. if you're in business you you, you you know hook up with good business people if you're if you want to be a chef you you know you find somebody who knows how to how to cook i
0: mean um are there exercises though like quick exercises you could do to make yourself more extroverted Well you
2: can run naked down the street uh, with a leaf blower. With a leaf yeah. blower. <laughs> that might make you more extroverted. Uh, I don't teach looking, people to be for some friends. Like <laughs> <for> some friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to get you a certain kind of friend you may not want. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it depends the neighborhood you're in, man. <laughs> uh, I don't t- I don't teach people to, to to be extroverts, but but I do I do teach or train people to uh, to become more to allow them their vulnerability to come more forward, uh, to be more open to other people? Because an actor has to be. Um, are they quick exercises? You know, the quick exercises that I start with, with people is, I mean, we've talked, in a way, we talked about a lot of really actually important things. I don't know if we articulated them so, so, uh, so smartly or, or not. But uh, first exercises have to do with taking your eyes off the phone and paying attention to the world. Yeah, the 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 world of nature human nature literally you know the plant world uh, the animal world um, open yourself to life get out of Boston at some point you know see the world I'm never leaving I'm never leaving Boston <laughs> I don't mean for good I just mean for a for a day trip maybe <laughs> um, we go back to the campsite yeah go back to the campsite <laughs> see maybe you can look up your old boss yeah yeah but uh no, I I say you know just just make a you know make a decision to just go for whatever it is that you want to go for, and right. then do whatever you can for for some period of time and, and and go for it, you know. And find good people to work with. There are good, you know, in every field there are good people out there. Boston. You know what? I tell you what I really love about Boston. There there's just so many people are actually um awesomely. First of all, there's just a lot of smart people here. And, and uh, in relation to the rest of the country, you mean, well, yeah, I mean, I got you know, I've had studio. I, I, I worked in L.A., I worked in Chicago, I worked in New York, I worked in Europe. I'm in Boston here ten ten years. Carved a great niche for yourself, man. I got people that are studying with me. Oh, just just this year, I got two. I got I got two attorneys. I got a therapist. I got uh, I got a, a Harvard scientist, and they're all studying acting for a year with me. Um, and others, I mean, uh, you know, just the first ones that came to mind. Uh, really smart, accomplished people in, in other fields, scientific fields, actually, right? Or social science fields. Uh, who, uh, who just feel that they want to do more. They want to, they some of them want to be more extroverted, but they want to be actors. I don't work with people who don't want to be actors. I mean, that's, that's who I work with. And, um, And I love that about this city, man. People come, they got, they got, they're powerful folks. with Fervor. With with fervor, they got fervor, they got, they got brains, they got ambition, they got, and there's a lot of open heart here, and that's great. You know, bring your heart, man. Bring your heart to the world. That's what I say.